Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Heard Podcast, your weekly faith-filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, culture is challenged, and the truth can be heard. My name is Ayana Simone, and the countdown continues, you guys. We only have a couple more episodes left of this third season of To Be Heard Podcast, and I hate to sound repetitive, but I am truly so devastated that this season is coming to an end. Like, I got tears in my eyes over here because I truly do feel that there is just something so special about season three. Not to say that I didn't enjoy season one or didn't enjoy recording all the To Be Heard Tuesdays for season two, but... Truly, like it has been an honor and just extremely rewarding to be able to record the To Be Heard Tuesdays for season three. Like I have been challenged myself. I've been encouraged myself. I've learned so much from putting these To Be Heard Tuesdays out there for y'all. And so I just pray that, you know, in the same way that I've enjoyed recording these episodes and how much I've learned and grown and have been helped by some of the things I've I've learned and and, uh, come up against behind the scenes, I pray that you've also enjoyed um, listening to every To Be Heard Tuesday, that you also learned something and you were challenged and you were encouraged every time you tuned into this third season of the podcast. And so while this season uh, is coming to an end and today's episode is not the last episode, I'm giving this huge goodbye speech, but we still got some ways to go. After today's episode, we'll have three more To Be Heard Tuesdays left together of, of this third season. So we still got some ways to go, but while you're tuned in today, I do just want to say thank you. Like my heart is filled with gratitude. The fact that I'm able to do this, like you need to know I love to do this. It is a privilege to do this. It's healing for me to do this. Like I truly do feel like, um, you know, there's just something with me and a microphone. Like I really get along with it. I'm to be heard. And um, I just love doing this with y'all. And I'm so grateful and so glad to hear, you know, for the few of you who have let me know how much this season has impacted you. I'm so glad to hear that. And I pray that we can make these last two Be Heard Tuesdays count together. But just because our freedom journey is coming to an end here shortly here on the podcast, that doesn't mean it can't continue on other platforms as well. Like many of y'all know, I do have a website at aonasimone.com where I post a blog every last Sunday of the month. I also send out weekly Wednesday newsletters to my members and subscribers, which I really do encourage y'all to sign up to become a member over on my website. Again, that's ayanasimone.com. That way you and I can stay connected every Wednesday through my weekly newsletters. You can also send me a message through the members chat room and connect with other readers as well. You can create and customize your own membership profile and you can be a part of so much that's coming to the website this year. I truly do. There's something about 2022 where I'm like in this creative zone and I love it and there's a lot that's going to hit the store soon and so I want to encourage y'all make sure that you're signed up as a member so you can reap the benefits of all that's coming to the website but on that note you might have heard me talk about a really cool resource I was able to release last week, that first day of March. It was my 31-day devotional a resource I actually built off of the seven-day devotional I came out with last March, March of 2021. And in that devotional, my main goal and my main mission is to remind y'all for 31 days of how much Jesus loves you, how much he sees you and he knows you and he's for you and he's good. He's a good, good father who can... Um, get you through anything. He can help you with anything and he's willing to, he wants to. And uh, the fact that I was able to release that devotional in itself is an honor because again, it's for 31 days. So you can start off a new month with that devotional 
or just spend any 31 days um, being reminded of that, being pointed right back to the truth of the gospel of how much Jesus loves you. And so you might have heard in last week's episode that I released that devotional um, as a resource available for $4.99 in the store. Very happy to announce, and many of you already know this, for those of you who follow me on social media or you are a member um, at my website at aonismo.com. I'm happy to announce that that devotional is now for free. It is a free resource for you, um, totally accessible to anyone who wants it. The only thing is that you do have to sign up to become a member. So just another reason to sign up to uh, become a member, become a part of the community, uh, the family over at aonisimone.com. Get that devotional. And I really do pray that it helps you, it blesses you, it refreshes you for the next 31 days and that you're so reminded of how much Jesus loves you by the end of it. And so again, that's aonisimone.com slash members. Become a part of the community today. But on that note, speaking of community, I'm very excited to be recording today's To Be Heard Tuesday to talk about that very topic, you guys. And I've stated from the very beginning uh, that we would talk about things like this, how, you know, it's important to be a part of a church family, to stay connected, to be in community, to not be in isolation. We've talked about that topic of isolation many times before where I've roasted myself and I'm like, y'all, I can truly isolate myself. So, well, not at all pointing my finger, but really being in this freedom journey with y'all and learning a couple things for myself. But on today's To Be Heard Tuesday, I'm dedicating this entire episode to talk about community. We're going to talk about friendship. We're going to talk about fellowship. And not just that, but how to find those friends, hence the title of today's episode. How to find those friends and how to build that community. Because here's something that we all need to hear, especially when it comes to our freedom journey. But all of us here listening today, including myself, because I'm going to listen back to this episode too. I really need to hear this. But if you want to be a free, healthy, and whole individual, you got to have friendship. Like, if you want to thrive and flourish and prosper and bloom into the person that God himself designed you to be, you've got to have friendships. And I'm talking not the kind of friendships where you small talk and it's, hey, whatever, how you doing? You know, just that kind of surface level uh, connection. No, when I say friendship, I'm talking about the deep, I know your stuff, you know my stuff, I can call you at any time and get some good advice, or I can hang out with you anytime and just expect to have a good time and eat some good food and just laugh with you and I can cry with you and you cheer me on, I cheer you on, we champion each other, we celebrate one another, when you cry, I cry, when you lose, I lose, like, I'm talking deep, healthy, whole, vulnerable, tight, connected friendships. Those are the friendships you need to heal and get set free. And I know there, I know, hear me, okay? I know that there's some people listening today and you may be the kind of person who are like, I hear you, but this is kind of one of those things where it's in one ear and out the other. Like you may be listening to this like, Yana, been there, tried that, got hurt. 
I'm not going back into that kind of mindset where I think I need people to do anything. No, girl, I don't need people. I can do bad all by myself, you know? Like, you are the kind of person where you stay out of other people's way for the sole fact that they will stay out of your way, okay? Like, you have been hurt by some friends to the point where you've been rejected probably so much that you're like, I don't need people I don't need you I don't need your mama I don't need your daddy like I don't need people period I'm aware that there's some of you out there listening to today's to be her Tuesday who are completely turned off by the intro of today's episode where I'm talking about how much you need friendships or you may be listening to this today and you're like, you're turning the volume up. You're like, girl, I need some friendships. I need like, uh, you know, a girl group where I just need a couple of guys to hang out with, you know, like where you desperately want it, you need it. And you know that you do, but you don't know how to build it. Wherever you're at in this conversation of friendship and in this conversation of community, however you're receiving my words today, I'm recording today's To Be Heard Tuesday for you because for those of you who are listening and you're like, no, ma'am, I don't need nobody. Like, don't tell me about friendship. I don't need it. Hear me. There's a couple things I want to suggest to you and I could totally like relate to you in this way. There's been so many times in my life where I'm like, listen, I'm good. Like I can, you put a a Shrek 2 on for me, have my laptop by my side. I can get to work and get some really cool things done. Like I don't need people. I need to go out and have some friend time. Like, no, I'm good. I could totally relate to you. Believe me, I have been there. But I also want to suggest to you that maybe the reason why you feel that way is because number one, you may have some childhood wounds where you have been rejected, you've always felt like you didn't deserve a friend group or you weren't worthy of it, which I was planning to tell you this at the end of the episode, but I feel like now is a good time to tell you. This certainly needs to be heard. But you are designed for friendship. Like you're totally worthy of a friendship. You totally are. You're worthy of a relationship. And I know that because of the cross. Jesus literally wanted a relationship with you so much so that he died for you. So that when you do come to him, it doesn't have to be this. um, You don't have to be a perfect person to receive friendship with Christ. But it's like, if you believe in him, then boom, you got a best friend right there. So like, I know that you're worthy of friendship and maybe you need to hear that and you need to receive those words so that you can heal from some of those friendship wounds. But on top of that, I also want to suggest to you that if you're the kind of person who you put people uh, to the side and you think you don't need nobody to thrive, I hate to be the one to humble you, but that sounds a whole lot like pride. And the only reason why I can point that out in you is because I've had to get it pointed out in me where I had my mindset of, no, I don't need people. I'm good. I'm Gucci. You stay out of my way. I stay out of yours. I'm good. That's pride. Pride always wants to isolate. Pride always wants to be by itself. Okay, so I would also take a look at your heart like you may got some pride in there. And again, I I hate to be the one to humble you, but I'm just letting you know, like once I found out that it was pride, I had to humble myself before the Lord because again, all of us need friendship. Every single one of us does. And if you're listening today and you're the kind of listener who you're like, man, this episode is about to be good. Like I need some tips. I want to find some friends and build some community. 
hey, I'm right there with you. I'm also being challenged in this area. Like I want to better my friendships and better my relationships and build a deeper community where we can be real, we can be vulnerable, we can be honest, and we can have fun. Those are the friendships that are just the best. And so I'm also turning up my volume today because I've been in so many deep dive studies just in the last couple of days concerning this topic of friendship. And I found some pretty cool things that I want to share with y'all because again, can't say it enough. I'm saying it over and over again on purpose, but we need friendship. Real friendships can free us. And so how can we talk about a freedom journey if we're not talking about friendship? Because many of us know, and this is something, a verse I've actually brought up a couple of times here in this third season concerning what the Bible says about friendship, what God himself said about friendship and relationship in scripture. But I would say one of the most important scriptures in the Bible, and there's all the verses are important and all of them bring life and healing. But I would say one of the most important verses in the Bible is back in the very beginning of Genesis when, you know, it's a really cool story to study. It talks about how God created the world. And after God created everything, he said, it's good. This is good. This is good. And after the Lord God saw all that he made, the verse says that he saw it to be very good. Because God loves us so much that he wants to give us good. He He made this world for our good, you know, like it, it was all originally intended for good. But there's something that God saw, well, the very first thing that God saw not good, and you can study this again, this is in Genesis, and I believe you'll find this in Genesis, the second chapter. But once God made the first human being, on the planet. And I love the way J.D. Allen puts this. She has a new book out called Find Your People, which I'm totally going to recommend. I didn't finish that book yet. I'm like only maybe a couple pages in and already have been in tears because this girl gets me. But um, she mentioned in the first few pages of the book, you know, God created the first human being on earth. And when he saw that first human being alone, he said, this is not good. And of God himself, if he said that the, the very first thing that he called not good in scripture was man being alone, then how much more so is that true for us today? It is not good for us to be alone. It just isn't. Again, we were made for a relationship. We, like, we're worthy of that. Jesus proved to us that he wants us to be in relationship so much so that he died for us. Okay, so we know this is true. But for God to say in scripture in the very beginning when the earth was like brand new, it was firstborn, God called the first man being alone not good. There's so much revelation to that all by itself. But another interesting thing about it is that is that when God called man being alone not good, centuries after that, the Lord wasn't the only one who called loneliness not good. Whether doctors and scientists realize it or not, realize that they've been agreeing with God this entire time, the more they research this and the more they study this, but so many doctors and so many scientists, again, whether they know it or not, have agreed with God when he called loneliness not good. And I've spent the last couple of days here pulling up some articles and some of their research concerning this topic of loneliness and how uh, how much human beings need community and how much we need positive social interaction. I've been pulling up their research and I found some crazy statistics, you guys, that need to be heard because, again, for those of you tuned in and you either want friendship and don't have it or you feel like you don't need it, 
Let me tell you some statistics that scared me out of my mind these past couple of days studying this because research has shown that loneliness, chronic loneliness can have significant effects on both your physical and your mental health. Loneliness can cause sleep problems. It can cause heart problems even, as well as things like depression and like dementia. It can lead to poor health behaviors like binge eating and drinking alcohol, taking drugs, smoking cigarettes. In fact, some research even shows that loneliness has a greater risk to your health than obesity does and smoking cigarettes does, you guys. The craziest thing about it all, and this is the statistic I'll end with because after that, I almost cried. Like, this statistic scared me. But studies have shown, and I'll include all these articles in the show notes of today's episode, but studies have shown that loneliness can be as lethal as smoking 15 cigarettes per day, you guys. Loneliness. Not obesity, not taking drugs, not drinking alcohol. Loneliness is lethal, as lethal as smoking 15 cigarettes per day. So after hearing those statistics, and I'm sure that you are as blown away as I was when I was studying this, but after hearing those statistics, I'm like, we need to talk, you guys. We have to talk about finding your friends and building that community because if loneliness is that lethal and that dangerous to your mental and physical health, you guys, then we can we can no longer move forward saying, I don't need people. I don't need friendships. I'm good without that. I can be independent. No, 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 no. You need friendship. I need friendship. We all need community. In today's episode, I don't just want to say, yeah, we all need friends, or I go out and figure it out yourself. No, the last couple of To Be Hurt Tuesdays, If y'all have been tuning in, we've had the privilege of becoming students of Christ where we're not just giving the what to do, you know, okay, we have all these commandments and so we're just going to go ahead and do them. But there's a how to to some of the things that Jesus says that we're just learning how to do that together these last couple of episodes of the second half of this third season. And so I want to talk about how you can find your friends, how you can build that community. And again, I'm going to be someone who's turning up my volume in today's episode too, because I've been studying this and I've been researching this and I want to get better at this like I want to get better at building community and um, you know just finding friends and, and having deep connected friendships because we all need it to be healthy and whole individuals and so amongst my research all the things that I have found I've, I pulled up old sermon notes to prepare for today's episode and uh, read a couple chapters of some books about this I mentioned Jenny Allen's book uh, find your people which I didn't finish it yet but literally the first chapter I was crying like in my in my feelings I'm like Jenny really knows how to get me um, but I was reading you know a couple of books about this and listening to so many podcasts concerning this topic of friendship and God is so kind because I really do feel like the more I've been studying this, the more I've been learning and just having those resources given to me, like podcasts I weren't even looking for, just popping up on my feed. I'm like, that's perfect. And so I would tune in and learn so much about how to build those friendships. And among all of my studies and all of the research I've done concerning this, I found a common denominator between all of the things that I have researched, everything that I've studied, everything that I looked into, There's one main thing that every single friendship expert has said concerning how you can build that community and how you can find your friends, how you can find your people. 
the number one thing that everyone said throughout the many different things I tuned into within the last couple of days, they all said this, if you want to find your friends, you're going to have to be the initiator. In other words, if you want to build community and you want to have deep connected friendships, you cannot wait around for them. You're going to have to be the one to go out and seek them out. In other words, to send that invitation, to be the first to send that text, to be the one to go up and have that first awkward conversation of, hey, you seem cool. You want to hang out? Like, you have to be the one to do that. You have to initiate. Again, I'll say it one more time, just in case you didn't hear me, because this needs to be heard. If you want to find your friends, you're going to have to be the first to invite them. You have to go out and find them and not wait for them to come to you. That is key to building friendships. That's seriously, every single podcast I've listened to, sermons I've watched concerning this, everything that I've tuned into within the last couple of of days, they all said, you have to be the awkward one. You have to be the bold, audacious, awkward person to go up and say, hey, you want to hang out? You want to get coffee? You have to be the one to do that. And it sounds super elementary, right? It sounds super simple. Like, girl, I thought you were going to give me three steps on how to do this. But really, that's the number one thing I've heard throughout my own research that you have to be the initiator. It sounds too simple, right? But if you're anything like me, okay, (laughs) if you're anything like me, that can be a little bit intimidating, okay? Because typically... I'm usually not the one to do this. And I remember this is literally last summer. I heard a sermon like this and I had to pull up that the notes from that sermon. It's from Dr. Matthew Stevenson. Surprise, surprise. But he said something to his congregation in the powerful way Dr. Matthew Stevenson says anything. But he looked at his congregation and he was talking about hospitality. And he's like, when was the last time you invited someone over to your house? Not for a meeting, not so that you could work on a project, but so that you can hang out with people. He said, you need that. Like that is part of being like a follower of Jesus. (laughs) Like he made it so, because usually, you know, again, it sounds so simple. You would think, oh girl, like I thought you were going to tell me to do something else. But going back to the simplicity of sending that invite, hey, I'm going to have you over for dinner. Hey, I'm going to have you over. We're going to play a couple games. Hey, I'm going to have you over for whatever, just to have some fun, a a fun night with friends. He brought it back to the simplicity of it, like, when's the last time you invited someone over? And I remember when I heard that, I felt so convicted because I realized how often I do not do that. Like, I miss out on so many opportunities to be the first to invite that I'm missing out on some really cool, deep friendships. And even out of the many podcasts I listened to, one of the friendship experts who were being interviewed that day, she was talking about this and she's like, You know, I used to get so jealous of, you know, there's a certain girl in her um, community where, you know, she would always be at every single girl's night. Every time there was a girl's night, she was there. But then she realized the reason why that girl was at every single girl's night is because she was hosting them. (laughs) Like she was the one creating those events and, and sending those invites and having people over. And the girl was like, I made such a simple observation, but it changed the way um, I approach building community, you know, like because she would never be the one invite. She would always wait for people to come to her. But when she started to send those invites, that's how she had deep connected friendships or how she uh, developed those friendships and built that community. And so for me, I'm looking at my life and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I haven't invited people over in so long. And so I thought of some of those reasons why, and I'm going to share a couple of my excuses just in case you can relate. 
But part of the reason why I never thought to invite people over is because I told myself, I'm like, Yana, you are just not a good host, okay? Like, you are not good at this because I'm the kind of person, and you may be this way too, but I'm the kind of person where I'm truly like, Mikasa is Sukasa, okay? Like, if you want something to drink, I don't care if you go in my fridge and get something to drink. You know, like, or if you want to warm up your pizza, go and get the microwave is right there. Like, I, I think, you know, my house is your house, truly. That's how I host, truly. But I remember one time I had some people over and they sat there for hours, you guys. And I'm so embarrassed, but they sat there for hours until I realized I was like oh my gosh like I didn't offer them anything to drink and so they're all just kind of sitting there and they didn't complain or anything but I was beating myself up after that event I'm like girl you are so bad at this like I did not offer them anything to drink I just assume like if y'all want something to drink the cooler's right over there like I'm not the kind of person who's like oh like do you guys want you know can I get you something like I'm just not that way so I already told myself I'm like well girl you're not a good host so no don't have people over until you get better at it but again last week's episode practice makes perfect how can you get better at something if you don't practice so I was super challenged in that way but then again I also another silly excuse I had was that it takes a lot of work like when you invite people over then it turns into oh what what does everyone like to eat and I got to make sure I order the right pizza and make sure everyone likes the kind of chips I bought and so I use it as a silly excuse of oh it's it's too much work and I'm not good at it anyway so I just stopped inviting people over but as I've been studying these last couple of days and I share those excuses just in case I'm not alone if you had those excuses yourself I'm right there with you they're silly excuses not a good and not at all a good excuse as to why we can't have people over Because as I'm studying and learning more about this, I found that to be the key. You build a community by inviting people over. This is going to sound so dumb, but you build community by building community. You know, like you don't build anything by just sitting there and expecting a house to be built. Like, no, you got to go and get the the bricks together and the concrete and the foundation and you got to build that thing. So you got to go out and send that invite and you have, you must, if you want to find your friends, you have to invite people over, which again, I had silly excuses and my love language, the way I show people how much I love them is by inviting them to coffee, not necessarily over to my house. Like I, the way I show people that I love them and that I want to hang out with them is by inviting them out for coffee. Okay. That is my love language. And that's how I receive love. Like if you want to, if you want to make it known that you love me, get me a cup of coffee. We will be cool forever. I love coffee. And so I never thought to, you know, invite people over because I'm like, if anything, I'm going to take them out for coffee. Like, that's how I get to know people. But there is something so Christ-like and something so godly and so beautiful and holy about humbling yourself and not making it about you and opening up your home to people to build those connections, to find those friends, build that community. There's something so beautiful and and Christ-like and godly about that. And I want to prove that to you by introducing you to a passage of scripture that I absolutely, completely, and totally love. I've loved this passage of scripture for a really long time. And the coolest thing about this text is that originally, I never read it as a passage that had to do anything with friendship. Like, I would read this passage of scripture to help with, you know, if I'm distracted or if I needed to be reminded of to just slow down and just 
have my quiet devotion time with Jesus. I would use this passage of scripture to help me. Um, I don't know if I said this, but be less distracted and, um, you know, not worried and upset about some of the things I can freak out about. I'm talking about the story of Mary and Martha and all the church kids, or even if you're not a church kid and you're just, you know, in the faith and you, you may already know the story. But in studying this, there's a certain principle about friendship and about building those communities and having uh, those steady relationships, how to invite people into your home, how to do this thing well. Again, we're all just learning how to do this. These last couple of episodes, the second half of this third season of the podcast, we're learning how to do the things that we're called to do as believers, as followers of Christ. And so I want to read y'all this text. This is Luke 10, uh, verses 38 through 42. I'm going to read these verses to y'all and then we'll break it down together. And hopefully it provides some clarity of how we can start building our friendships and how we can really, um, you know, build our communities well. And so again, this is Luke 10, starting in verse 38. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. And so again, usually when I would read this passage of scripture, I would usually uh, read this story to help me be less distracted. Like, because sometimes I can freak out and just be worried and upset over all types of things that I don't need to be worried about. So I would always be reminded of this passage of scripture, like be more like Mary, like just sit and listen to Jesus. Where is your Bible, Yana? Like you need to talk to him because you're worried about all sorts of things. And so that's how I would originally read that text. And there's even a great sermon by Robert Madu, another powerful speaker who I love. I can't remember the title of the sermon, but he preached on this and he he broke it down and he said it so beautifully the way he uh, the way he analyzed this text. He said it so simply. He said, have Martha's hustle. Like be the one to get all the stuff done and make the preparations and get the dinner prepared, but also have Mary's heart where you're just sitting at the Lord's feet and you're listening to what he taught. So Martha's hustle, Mary's heart. And that is a work ethic I live by. Like, yeah, I want to get the job done, but I also want to have a heart that listens to Jesus. And I am still a student at heart. It says she sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he taught. So like, I want that to, I want to have that heart. You know, I want to have Mary's heart, but I also want to have Mary's hustle, get the job done, you know? But there's a a principle here, another layer to this text that I want to peel back for us all as we talk about finding our friends and, and building community today. There's something to this that is so precious and I miss so many times studying the scripture, but God in his kindness and just in his, his loving kindness, he, he showed me something so key, something that I need that has helped me already. And I'm already prepared to take some next steps with this, but a principle that's going to help me build, you know, uh, deeper friendships and deeper relationships and something that may help you as well. But I want to start off with that first verse where it says that, um, that Jesus and his disciples came to a certain village. And the important thing about calling out the village in this text is because that is so unlike our society today. Like, we don't have villages anymore. A village back in those days, like, 
everyone knew everyone and all the women, you know, they would do their work together, like the laundry, they have to go out and do the laundry together or draw, you know, water from the well together. Like everyone knew everyone. Everyone basically did everything together in villages at night. There'd be a house and everyone would go over to that house for dinner. Like there was a sense of community back then that we simply do not have today. Like we have our phones now, we FaceTime each other and that is a great tool for us. But we don't have that village mentality. And so I want to wanted to pause there just to encourage us all like, let's get back to the simplicity of it. Like I want to build a village, you know, where we do life with the people we're around and we're not just on our phones, AirPods in, ignoring each other. But know that we go back to the basics of like, hey, what are you doing? Okay, great. Let's do it together. Like I'm running to Target. I'm picking you up so you can come with me. Like there's that village mentality that we've lost so much and especially in my generation. But I just wanted to pause there and perhaps encourage us to go back to the simplicity of that. But of course, also pausing to take a look at how Martha did something that I'm encouraging us all to do on today's To Be Her Tuesday. And that's she welcomed Jesus into her home. But then we also find Mary in this text and while Martha, you know, she welcomed Jesus into her home and Martha is preparing for the big dinner that she's hoping to serve Jesus in the company that was there that day. While Martha is busy making those preparations, we see Mary, her sister, on the other hand, who's just sitting at the Lord's feet. And it says that she was listening to what Jesus taught. And then again, the, the contrast there, Martha being all busy and panicking and making the preparations and sweet old Mary just sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to what he taught. The fact that Jesus says at the very beginning of that, that text, again, verses 41 through 42, Jesus, he tells Martha right after she's like, Lord, like you better tell my sister to get off her tail and help me. Like I'm over here panicking and she's just sitting here listening to you. Like Jesus, tell her to come and help me. What Jesus says to her is key. First of all, and I used to use this passage to help me with my self-talk too, because the way that Jesus corrects her is precious. If you notice with me, Jesus did not say, my dumb Martha or you stupid Martha. Gosh, darn it, Martha. How come you didn't get it the first time? How come you can't be more like Mary? No, he said, my dear Martha. And so that always helped me when I, whenever I feel like God's mad at me, when he's correcting me or he's disciplining me, sometimes I would view it as like, he's mad at me and he's yelling at me and calling me a bunch of names. But the way that Jesus correct Martha in this text, he didn't call her dummy. He called her dear. And that helped me so much in my self-talk because while I'm busy critiquing myself and calling myself all sorts of names and hurling all sorts of insults at me, I think back to how Jesus corrects Martha and he's like, my dear, like you, you missed it, you know, but it's okay. You like, he was just very, he used endearing terms to correct her. So that always helped me with help with my self-talk, but that's not where I want to crack in. So he says, my dear Martha, he says, you are worried and upset over all these details, but there's only one thing worth being concerned about. And your sister Mary has discovered it. And again, what was Mary doing? She was sitting at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. In other words, Mary was enjoying the presence of her company. And that is so key for those of us ready to build our community and to find those friends by initiating and by sending that invite and sending out that first text. For those of us ready to do that, once we invite those people into our homes, the last thing we need to do is be worried and upset over making the night perfect. And instead of being more like Mary and just enjoy the presence of the people you invited over. Oh my gosh, 
can I tell you how freeing that was for me when I studied this text and this through this lens of, you know, finding friendships and building community that freed me. Because again, I had all sorts of silly excuses as to why, you know, it's been a while since I've just invited people over to my house versus inviting them out for coffee. Part of those excuses was, again, I'm like, well, this is too much work. Like, what if, you know, then I'm going to have to go and uh, I'm going to have to make sure everything is perfect and everyone likes the movie we're going to watch and we're all, you know, the games that we're going to play and the food that I order and I have to make sure that my, like, that everything is so set in stone that all the I's are dotted and the the T's are crossed. Like, everything has to be perfect. And I get worried and upset over all those details that it stops me from being like Mary and just enjoying their company. Can I tell you, that is key to building community. Just enjoy them. Just enjoy the presence of your company. You build community by inviting them over. But when you do, why are you going to ruin the night by like being all frantic? Like, oh my gosh, well, what if, if is everyone having fun? Is everyone like my house? Does everyone think everything's clean and, 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 you know, clean cut and perfect and that everything's just right and everyone likes the kind of pizza I ordered? And, uh, oh my gosh, I hope people don't mind that I got Doritos instead of barbecue. Like, we can do that. And when we do, the reason why we don't invite people over again is because we're like, oh my gosh, that was so much work. That was a, a big dinner I had to prepare for. Never doing that again. That was just too much. When really, Jesus is like, Mary discovered something that will not be taken from her. It's the one thing worth being concerned about. And that's just enjoying your company. Y'all, when I studied this again for the first time, I had tears in my eyes because I recognized like, Man, yes, it is about, you know, being less distracted, being more like Mary, having a heart of Mary where you just sit and listen to what the Lord's teaching. But when it comes to building your friendships, this nearly set me free because I'm totally like Martha. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I hope everyone's having a good time. And I have to like I would literally excuse myself from the room. And I'm like and I would be being all anxious, like, oh, my gosh, I'm not fun enough. Like, I feel like no one's having a good time. What if I'm ruining this? What if, you know, no one likes the food I got and no one likes the games that I think we should play? And I would go on and on in my head about that. And I would very often. And then this story is so much fun for me and so personal to me. Because I have a sister named Nia, and she's going to be so happy that I mentioned her name on the podcast. But my sister Nia knows how to throw a party. Like, Nia knows how to host a Friendsgiving. Like, she knows how to do all of this stuff. And so when she went away, I just stopped inviting people over because she was usually the one who would have people over. But she's loud and crazy, and she just likes to have a good time. She doesn't care if you don't like the food she got. She's like, well, that's all I ordered, so you're going to eat it. Like, she is a perfect Mary example because she just enjoyed the company. Whereas me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like my sandwich platter does not look neat and perfect. Like what if people are judging me? And I would get all in my head about it. Whereas I can be more like my sister Nia and just enjoy the presence of my company and have fun and just laugh a little bit and just like put your feet up on the ottoman and dust your Dorito fingers on the couch. Like who cares? Who cares that you're charcuterie board doesn't look like what they saved on Pinterest like I can tell you honestly and this is something I've learned by studying this text no one cares about the things you care about like no one cares that the blanket isn't perfectly thrown over the edge of the couch when they walk in and that you know you're not burning your 
cinnamon vanilla candle when they come inside or that, you know, the, the bread that you cooked is slightly burnt at the edges. No one gives a rip. Like, can I just say that? No one cares about that stuff. When you invite people over to their house, and again, all the podcasts and the experts I listened to talked about this, when they invited people over to their house, no one cared like, oh my gosh, it doesn't smell like lemon scented Bath and Body Works candles in here. It smells like vanilla. Like no one is thinking about the dumb things we care about. Like no one cares. They're coming to have fun. They're coming to beat you at Uno, you know, like they're coming to to beat you at Trouble or Sorry or whatever game that you're playing. They're coming to curl up on your couch and watch a movie or to have a deep conversation, to share stupid stories with one another and tell stupid jokes. That's what it's all about. Jesus said there's only one thing worth being concerned about and Mary discovered it. And because Mary discovered it, it won't be taken away from her. How cool is that? That when we discover that in our own lives, that when we open up our home and invite people in, when we do that, there's a certain thing to discover, a certain principle there that we can discover. The same principle that Mary discovered that day of just having a good time, having fun. You invite people over to just enjoy them so that they can enjoy you. I know when people invite me over, I'm not like, ugh, like, they, they ordered sausage pizza, not pepperoni. I'm like, ooh, pizza, yum. Like, I don't care. And same, so it is with every single person you invite over. And hey, if someone comes over and they are like that, that's your sign. They're not your friends. And that's okay. Like, they're just not your, they're not the people you should be living your life with. But those who stay and have fun and who laugh obnoxiously and laugh loud and who are so determined to beat you at Uno, which does not happen in my house, I will beat you at Uno, okay? Like, I'll just, I'll say it to you straight. I'm not the one to lose. I'm the champion at Uno. But those people who can just come and just laugh and just like roast you when you're playing Uno and roast you when you're playing whatever game, like those are your friends. And those, once you discover that, once you discover just the fun of having them over, that will never be taken from you. And that is how you find your friends. That is how you build your community. Not obsessing over dumb stuff of, oh my gosh, there's a couple crumbs on the kitchen floor so like no one's thinking about that except for you you're like martha worried and upset over all these details jesus said but there's only one thing worth being concerned about and mary discovered it and so how do you find your friends how do you build your community be like mary be like mary just sit at the lord's feet listening to what he taught which in our in the context of building friendship just put your feet up on the ottoman grab the chip bowl pass it around burp a little bit you know laugh a little louder when you when someone uh gets their turn skipped at uno like just have fun just have a good night and i i love the idea of that so much and i love that jesus himself is telling us like you're upset for what like worried for what just have fun just enjoy their company and as much as this text studying this text helped me I pray that it helped you as well, you guys, because again, we all need friendship. If we want to be free, we need some friends. And so I encourage y'all and I'm encouraging myself as well. Send that invite. Have some people over. Have game night. Have movie night. Have um, let's put our feet up on the couch, get some tea, whatever it is that you want to do. Like, because again, my love language is coffee. So you can expect when you walk through my doors, the Keurig is going. Okay, like I'm serving you a cup of coffee. 
For you, it may be like, hey, we're going to play some video games. If you're a guy or a girl, whatever, they're like, hey, I just, when you like to play video games, great. I'm going to have you over. Maybe you're, you're a little more quiet. You want to have a book club. Invite some girls over like, hey, y'all, I'm reading a good book. You want to read with me? You would be surprised when you take that awkward, bold step of, hey, you want to come over and hang out with me? The amount of people who say yes is like insane. Like you're going to get more yeses than noes. I can almost guarantee that. And if they say no, fine, they're not your friends, like whatever, (laughs) move on, keep asking until someone says yes. And that's a principle we talked about here in the podcast. Keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep marching around those walls, you know, keep praying, keep doing the difficult thing until that community is built, until those friendships are established and they're developed because you need them. I need them. We all do. And so what an honor it was to remind you all of that today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please let me know by rating this episode and leaving a review, following and subscribing on whatever listening platform you're tuned in on. And be sure you come back next week for a brand new To Be Hurt Tuesday. Sign up to become a member, of course, over on my website at aonisimone.com. But come back next week for a brand new To Be Hurt Tuesday right here on To Be Hurt Podcast.